Today, we're going to be talking about a three-step formula that we know is proven. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. Hello, and welcome back to Perpetual Traffic, episode number 67. Over the next couple episodes, we're going to be walking you through what we've seen as the biggest game changer for so many businesses, not only clients of ours, but also friends of ours as well and, and colleagues. And it's, it's a strategy that is literally taking uh, several businesses we know firsthand and two, three, four X their sales in one year. And I'm talking about companies going from doing eight, nine, 10 million a year to 30 million overnight. Brand new companies doing a few hundred thousand a month to a million a month. You might be wondering what it is. It is a video ad. All right, we're gonna be talking about video ads and specifically how you can use video ads to just get more ROI and grow your brand and put your brand in places that you never thought possible. Which leads to things like getting big partnerships, getting in big media, getting on talk shows and stuff like that because you're able to create a video that you can use Facebook ads to amplify and scale out your business. When you do this stuff right, it's pretty crazy what can happen. For example, back in episode 63, Ezra talked about the video ad funnel that they used to go from doing 2 million a year to 24 million. Now that was more specifically about the sales funnel. What we're gonna do over the next couple episodes is talk about specifically what works inside the video itself. We also had Chris Stoikos from dollarbeardclub.com back on episode 56 talking about how they've generated over 100 million video views and did 12 million in their first 12 months in business. And all that happened about three months into their business when one video uh, went viral and then they started just continually amplifying, really pouring gasoline on the fire ever since with Facebook ads. And they've continued to increase their spend over the last 15 months. This is totally cool stuff we're going to be talking about today. And I think this is uh, this is the biggest game changer. When people ask me about what's new with Facebook, I keep kind of going back to video. And video in all its different formulations, there's lots of different ways in which we actually use video to achieve certain objectives within the agency based upon what the customer is looking to do. But there's a formula that we found that we're going to talk about here in this episode that almost works in just about any industry. I mean, we we're going through this before the call here today and you know, it works no matter what kind of product or service that you're offering in most cases. And what I'm really excited about is going through a lot of the different strategies that we've used to, to harness the power of video inside Facebook in this series you know, and in the podcast and future episodes. Because I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about video. I mean, this was episode number three going way back when, Keith, remember that back in July of 2015. But it's so much stuff has changed since then, and there's so much more that we've learned, and the types of results that we've gotten with video, just it just transforms people's businesses like you were talking about here. We've just really found certain ways in which it works, and really psyched to talk about it here today. Facebook has rolled out so many more features to make video even better in terms of ROI and growing your business. You know, things like improved custom audiences where you can build your warm audiences, your custom audiences five to 10 times faster than any other way, which also gives you the ability to build cold lookalike audiences 
that much faster. I just got back from an event last weekend. Last weekend was the unconscious content event that uh, Chris Stoikos from Dollar Beard Club put on. It was just unreal. The amount of case studies that I saw there, there was only about 50 of us there and all the speakers were also attendees. So I got to spend three days with, you know, people like Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, the girls from Sketchy, Sketch and then S-H-E, who have generated, dude, 600 million video views. Wow. That's over half a billion video views. Holy cow. Yeah. The Ackerman brothers who who created the Poopery video. Okay. Poopery video. They talked about how Poopery was doing just under $10 million a year. And then when they launched that one video, they went from 10 to 30 million. Damn. And the numbers uh, from their video, the growth was two to three times faster than it was from being on Shark Tank. Let me repeat that. Okay, they were on Shark Tank before their viral video came out. The way that they grew revenue-wise was two to three times faster than it was the first two months after Shark Tank. Guys, this is serious stuff here. Karen X. Chang, who produced the Beats by Dre commercial where you have the celebrities and the camera turning around the celebrities and it's switching different celebrities in different environments. She talked about how to make videos that sell and she does a lot of product uh, selling videos with different industries. So the list goes on and on. And we'll be having some amazing guests coming on this show over the next couple months. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. But today we're going to be talking about a three-step formula that we know is proven. So let's get right into it. One thing that everybody wants to know is how long should my video be? And I'm here to tell you, it depends. Okay, we have videos going from 20 seconds to 20 minutes. <laughs> All right, so we usually give the customer an assignment and we say, hey, create a really short one, 20 to 30 seconds, and then create more of a, a content rich one that follows this three-step formula. And a lot of times it might be three, four minutes. It might be nine or a new client just roll that one. It's 16 minutes. That's absolutely doing really well. And I think it's because they already had a video that was already done that way, right? Yeah. In some cases, this is just repurposing some of the assets that you might already have. Maybe you have YouTube videos, like the ones that we're using for Keith's example. That was just a video that they created for YouTube. They didn't create it specifically for Facebook. And then they just repurposed it and made it a little bit more Facebook friendly. So yeah, 20 seconds to 20 minutes for this three-step formula and everything in between. It depends on your product, your service, how engaged your audience, how much you have to say. I, I'd hate to give somebody a hard and fast rule because we've seen such a wide variety of lengths. All right, step one is stop the scroll, get the view. All right, get them to view your video or even better, click unmute. Okay, click the video, which means they can now hear your video. It's all about a pattern interrupt. And there's a lot of different ways to do this but the key is that very first one to two seconds. If you don't catch their attention, then you lose them. Yeah, and this can be anything, really. I mean, when we first started this, I, I know we were kind of taking your lead on this because you said, hey, you should say stop the scroll, you know, get them to turn up the volume, do some sort of flashing red, you know, turn up your volume or whatever it is. Like that still works. I would say it's a little bit overplayed now and I think it's kind of annoying, but it was a novelty, I think, when videos first started on Facebook. Now we're really realizing you don't necessarily need that. You don't necessarily need, you know, flashing lights and telling people to, you know, click, turn up the volume. You can certainly do that. I would, I would definitely say, you know, We've got one customer that points an arrow down to where the volume button is, is turn up the volume. Um, but we've got others that don't do any of that. It's just typically it's motion. Motion typically is the thing that will get people 
to stop the scroll and to hover over the video. So we as humans, you know, it's a it's a basic instinct that we are in tune to to see in our peripheral vision or our focused vision moving objects because when we were in the caveman days, we didn't want to get eaten by, you know, whatever it is, the saber-toothed tiger. So, I mean, it's an instinctual thing. So we're drawn to, to motion. So if you can create motion in that first three to 10 seconds, that's the most important thing. And we've got, you know, lots of different ways in which to do this. Maybe it's showing them your product. Maybe it's showing them something that is important to them. Maybe it's, you know, it is saying stop in the scroll. You can try a lot of different things here, but the point is, is that you got to get some kind of motion in that first three to 10 seconds. Sometimes we use text overlays that sort of fly in and it's a motion usually, or maybe it hovers and then it dissolves and then it opens again. So there's lots of different ways in which you can do it. I don't think there's one size fits all here, but the point is, is you want people to hover over your video, ideally click it, turn up the volume. You want to be able to tell the story in that first, you know, 20, 30 seconds. Maybe that's how long your video is. You've got to be able to tell the story on mute. So if you're yeah. doing a really short video, say you're doing one of the 22, 23, 30, 45 seconds, you need to make that video so they don't even have to click sound the whole time to be able to know what you want them to do. So you're gonna visually tell the story as well with text. And if you can have some kind of motion, but sometimes even something unique, and we'll give you some example links in the show notes. All right, so sometimes a weird type of motion with the camera or maybe something like unique, like a guy jumping out of a garbage can or a lion in the background, like they do with Dollar Beard Clubs. So there's a lot of different ways you can do this. Yeah, motion is the key in the first three to 10 seconds, absolutely. All right, number two. Two is the body of the video, the main content. We refer to this as the meat. <laughs> yeah, the meat of the video, baby. And we've got a little acronym for you called EDI. Okay, just like it sounds, 1D though, E-D-I-E. -E. Yes. And you can have all four of these in your meteor video, or you might just have one. In most cases, it's really just having one of these core principles. And this is the game changer. This is how you turn cold audiences on Facebook or any other platform and increase desire and make them aware of a problem and then have a desire to take action and go check out your product or service. So it's educate, demonstrate, inform or entertain e-d-i-e so for example educate is the key especially if you're in an industry with it's kind of a b2b audience maybe you have digital programs maybe you sell online courses or digital products uh, maybe you're a consultant there's lots of different industries and one of the best examples that we use is the six minute one that i've done yeah absolutely it's that's a great one and the reason is is that you actually sort of cover a couple of different techniques in that one because you do educate, but you also are telling them something that they didn't know. It's a did you know kind of moment. And it's also it's debunking a popular myth. That's very, very important, too. So in that video, and I use this as an example all the time, as you say, you know, are you making these three mistakes with your Facebook ads? And in each one, you list out each one. Like first off, number one is using the wrong objective. So a huge issue, but then you tell people 90% of the time, 99% of the time we use website conversions. So you, you tell them what the problem is, but do you also educate them on the solution? You don't tell them the whole thing because we want them to either, you know, opt in for the lead magnet or you want to sell them your, your low priced offer, whatever your offer is, but you want to at least give them something 
give them some education and also show them by helping them that you can actually help them, which is sort of the next step of this relationship. Now that they've watched the video, now that you're informing them of this particular problem that they have and helping solve it, the next logical solution is going to be in step number three, which we'll get into in just a second, which is to take the next step. So you have to establish that credibility and also educate and inform right in the newsfeed. And I think, you know, that video does a really, really good job of it. What he's talking about there really is giving them an aha moment. Give somebody an aha moment and guess what they're going to want to do if you give them an aha moment. They're going to want to share your video. So whenever you're making your videos, whether it's a short video, whether it's a longer one like this where you're educating and it doesn't really have any humor or anything, you can still add ways to make people share your video. This is the whole key. The whole key is to having a video that people will share, but also will want to take action. If you can do that, it's a game changer. And I'll give you just several examples here. So what I always like to lead with some kind of making them aware of a problem or some kind of really good tip. In this video, I talk about three biggest mistakes we see people making with their Facebook campaigns. And and I actually list them out in the ad copy itself. So the video goes through these three mistakes and it also gives people a rule of thumb on audience size. Why, Why we've increased the suggested audience size for Facebook targeting. We used to suggest 200,000 to 400,000. Now we suggest 500,000 to 2 million. And it's because the algorithm has changed. And I talk about that. And so people love rules of thumb. So guess what? They're going to share that video, but they're also going to want to come on my webinar because the call to action on that video throughout is to go through this webinar where I'm going to go deeper into these three big mistakes I'm revealing on the video on the ad. But on the webinar, I'm going to show them how to solve those three mistakes as well as, you know, case studies, et cetera, et cetera. So I try to give people a aha moment and then also something concrete. And sometimes we can do that in the ad copy itself. And so make it so people will want to share it. And guess what happens? They're going to come into your funnel. They're going to click your link. They're going to opt in for your webinar with their guard down instead of their guard up. Okay. So psychologically, it's the right thing to do, right? Like we always talk about, nobody likes that guy that you meet at a party and he tries to sell you something 30 seconds after shaking your hand. However, if I met that same guy at a party and I was interested in learning how to play the guitar and he talked to me for five minutes and showed me how to play some really cool guitar riff, then I'm probably going to want to learn more. I'm like, dude, can I get some lessons from you? That's what we do. That's how we use Facebook ads. And it's a game changer in a lot of different ways. So you show them, you can help them by actually helping them. And I think that is a really, really important thing. Now, in this video, we're talking about Keith's video still, which is a very effective video ad. The key to this also is that these three mistakes He knows exactly what three mistakes because we know that avatar. We know these are the most common mistakes that people make. So if you're listening to this and you're saying, that's great. Yeah, Keith knows how to do videos on Facebook. You do as well. As long as you know what the pain points, the biggest pains or the biggest desires of your target market are. So for example, what are the biggest mistakes that people make in your target market that you know they make, but you can actually help them create a solution with your product or service? Or maybe what's the number one thing that they have an issue with? Or maybe what's the number one thing that they really want that you can educate them about? So we tend to use these as sort of benchmarks, but it's really, it's all about the framework for this section of the video is really you knowing your avatar, you knowing your customer and what their pain points are and what they really ultimately want. And your solution is the final resolution. Yeah, and another one of my really successful videos, the hook, 
And the ad copy is the number one biggest mistake people make with their Facebook ads. And then I talk about it. And the number one biggest mistake is, you know, trying to get complex too fast. And then I also say, you're also going to learn the first four audiences that we suggest using. So there's some meat in there. So they want to watch the video to learn that. And then I'm always seeding the next step. So in this video, the reason why the six minute one that we're going to have in the show notes at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast uh, works so well has been running for six months straight is also, yes, it's a six minute video, but every time I, I talk about one of these mistakes and then teach on it, I seed the next step. That's S-E-E-D. So I'm saying, hey, on the free web class, I'm going to go deeper into this. And so I'm giving them education, but I'm also seeding the next step. So guess what? We know the online attention span is really short, right? So even if somebody only watches one minute of it, maybe a minute and you know 25 seconds, I've already had a call to action in there. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. The last four or five minutes is icing on the cake. So that's really important. If you're going to have a longer video, get those extra calls to action in there, make them authentic and natural. And it makes the the step number three, which we'll get into in just a second, a, just a natural, easy next step. It's not forced. And I think you know a lot of people who use, for example, webinars or online training to sell new customers, they have a tendency to just teach, 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 and never actually see the other solution. Hey, you know, I'm going to give you a solution at the end of this webinar, or at the end of this online training that might be beneficial to you. Or when you're telling them what the solution is, say, and I'll get into that in my online training, which I'll tell you about in just a second. Let me get into number three. Number three mistake is... So you're sort of talking about it as you're going along. And that's really important because it makes the final step in this three-step process really natural. The other thing I did was I recorded face to camera for the first like 20 seconds. And then I went to just a PowerPoint, a keynote presentation, recording my screen. And the reason I originally did that was actually to prove to our students that you don't have to be good on camera. And I didn't even need to be on camera in the intro, but I like to, to do that to establish that connection with the viewer. And then I went right to the the keynote. And that one worked just as well as peer face-to-camera. My face-to-camera videos on the whiteboard uh, work just as well. I don't think either one is better, but the point is, is if you're afraid of the camera, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be on camera. All right, so the next one is demonstrate. So we got educate and then we got demonstrate. Demonstrate is where you're gonna show your product in use or show some sort of a transformation or solution. For example, maybe you have a tool or a gadget that's really unique that people don't realize is there and you can show it in action. You can show these 3D glasses or you can show this software, you know, quickly building something cool. That works really, really well. Karen X. Chang, who did the uh, Beats by Dre, and, and she invented the selfie donut. If you, if you know what that is, it went viral a couple of years ago, I think. And she does a lot of product uh, selling videos. And she said, the thing is, is a lot of people try to get too cute with their Facebook videos and really just showing the product in action. And we've got a couple of clients doing that right now that, that, that sell software and it's really cool. And I've actually talked about another video that is not a client, but it's the restaurant video. On episode number 59, we went over seven Facebook ad critiques. I talked about this restaurant video ad that I love. It really just shows this software and it's targeting restaurant owners who want to get more customers and more customers coming back more frequently. And it just does an amazing job of of doing that. So makes people aware of a problem they might not have realized they had and shows them solution all at the same time, really just by demoing the product and having a story around it. 
another example of this is uh, like we said, you could show like some sort of transformation. Maybe you have a, a skincare product or an exercise program or something like that. And you show it in action. Maybe you put on this skincare solution that clears up your skin in, in like five minutes and you can do that and show people the transformation because Facebook will not let you do before and after pictures with image ads. But in videos, you can show the time-lapse transformation, or maybe if it happens live. Yes. That's the key. Very true. It's huge. Yeah. And that's, that is a great formula because I mean, you are, you're just simply showing your product sort of in, in use. I mean, this won't probably work if you just sell coffee makers and it's no different than any other coffee maker that's on the market. If your product is just a, a run of the mill coffee maker and all you're doing is just showing the thing in action, everybody knows how a coffee maker operates. But the point is, is you got to show something distinct. Okay. You put it in the water, you put it in the coffee, and then you put the, you know, the coffee pot back in there and let it brew. That's great. But your product has got to do something a little bit different. Maybe it is some sort of, you know, way in which it's better, faster, or cheaper than what people are normally doing. So it's got to deliver some kind of aha moment in one way, shape, or form. It can't be sort of a mundane kind of thing. And you referred to software, for example, which is a great example where you, know, you might want to show the software being used as an over the shoulder kind of demonstration. You know, if it if it creates like, you know, lead magnets from a blog post, which we actually have a customer that does that, it's a great transformation. It's a screen capture and it shows the product in usage. So you are educating them on your product, but you're really demonstrating it. And the difference is the solution that you provide. Yeah, exactly. Love it. So like, let's say you had a coffee maker that's kind of like a Keurig, you know, that makes coffee much, much easier. You could do kind of like the Dollar Beard Club style video where it's funny and you have an actor come in and try to get up in the morning all tired and, and make their coffee and they're stumbling around and it's taking too long. And next thing you know, they're, they're running out the door late trying to take Tyler to school like me sometimes. Instead, because I'm doing pour over coffee and it's taking me a long time, right? Instead, you could reverse the camera and show this amazing tool that you have that takes the whole process, makes it faster and easier. And then your day is all just serene and, and relaxed. Uh, lots of ways you can do this. So that's demonstrate. And then the next one is inform. Okay, inform. This is where you're, like Ralph mentioned a minute ago, kind of making somebody aware of a problem they didn't know they have or a solution they didn't know they have. Maybe you have some kind of a an amazing supplement that gives people more mental acuity and focus and memory. And you can show a, a video of these amazing uh, nutrients that your brain needs to be getting every day. And if it got these nutrients, you would have more focus, energy, motivation, productivity. But guess what? They're very hard to find. You've got to go to third world countries and down to South America to find these nutrients and Whole Foods, spend a lot of money. This is why we created this amazing organic all from the earth supplement that you can have for you know, $59 a month or something like that. You see what we did there? If you do something like that, you're making people aware of nutrients that your brain needs that a lot of people don't realize that. I didn't realize that, you know, ashwagandha does this for my body or uh, certain, you know, essential omega-3s and 6s. And so they're going to share that with their friends, even if they don't want your product because you gave them some good value. And so that's how you really inform. There's lots of ways to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to entertain. Entertain, entertain, uh, dollarbeardclub.com, perfect example. Definitely uh, listen to episode 56. 
but there's different ways to do this. Poopery does this squatty potty. The Ackerman brothers who were at the event last week and we talked quite a bit and uh, th- that video both entertains and educates. So does the squatty potty, right? They're actually educating you in a funny way without making it gross. Yeah. Uh, but entertaining is, that's how you get people to share. Yeah, absolutely. I think all four of these sort of overlap in a lot of different ways because entertaining can be a part of educate, demonstrate, inform. And they sort of do cross over a lot. And I think uh, Dollar Beer Club, Poopery, and Squatty Potty are great examples of that because they're just so good at just humor and it's just hysterical. Plus, you know, you're actually learning something in the process. You're becoming a part of a movement, you know, in the case of Dollar Beer Club. So really, really important. Sometimes this is hard to pull off. I mean, if you're not naturally entertaining, it's okay. You can go back to educate, demonstrate, or inform. You don't have to be the life of the party to do this. You don't have to be the funniest guy in the room. Just if you're informing, demonstrating, or educating, that's perfectly fine. You know, the dollar beard clubs and the squatty potties of the world are extremely good at this sort of thing, but it is a very, very effective way of getting your message across, as well as what Keith says, get an element of virality to it, which is off the charts with all those guys. You don't have to start with something that does that. You can start with some of these other basic educate and then guess what? As you get momentum and as you start to to grow your audiences and get better at it, you can start to you know try new styles and take things to the next level. Maybe invest in, in somebody that can help you write out a script. Is it worth spending some serious time and energy and sometimes money crafting a video that will change your business forever? God, yeah. I think it is. I've seen it happen too many times. We spend an inordinate amount of time in the agency on this very thing. Like we travel out to talk to people and educate them and actually direct videos to make sure that, you know, this three-step formula is adhered to. So it's super important. This is time well spent because the way that we're seeing video grow on Facebook and the impact that it has, you're going to be able to reap the rewards if you follow this formula. So let's get to number three. Step number three is to add a call to action. This is where you, you know, you pivot and you transition smoothly into telling people to take action. You can do this with text overlay. Obviously, if you're doing a 20 second video, it's it's just going to go to the end of the video and you're going to have a call to action. If you're doing a longer content rich type of video, then we've already talked about this. You want to try to have some calls to action that make sense throughout your video if you can. But at the end, it's it's the next logical solution, right? It's the next logical step. We created this solution for you so you don't have to spend all morning making your coffee. Do it natural. Think about why you you built your product or why you uh, really did what you did. And that's what you use for your call to action. Yeah, it's it's simple. Because if you're seeding it all along the way in the meat in step two, then this will be just a really natural transition. We call this the pivot and the pitch. Pivot and pitch is really what we tell people. So you might want to do a little summary. Maybe if you went through, you know, 11 ingredients that they need in their juice, you know, you say, hey, so those are the 11 things, you know, just so you know, if you're looking to get a boost in your life and you're wanting more energy or you want to combat any challenge or disease that you have, I'd highly recommend you get those 11 things into your diet. But if you put them all together, they're going to be really hard for you to find. Or expensive. Or yeah, really expensive. So that's why we've created this. So there's your pitch. So you're kind of summarizing and then turning on it to promote your solution. You know, in Keith's case, it's three mistakes that you make with Facebook advertising. Hey, you know, if you found those those tips to be really helpful, like I said, I'm holding an online training I'd love for you to be a part of. Just click the link below or the link in this post 
to reserve your spot. And you'll learn tons of other, you know, helpful, useful, informative uh, things about Facebook advertising on that online training. Look forward to seeing you there. Click the link in the post and off you go. Maybe you're having somebody opt in for a workout. Maybe you're having them buy your product. Maybe it's a free trial. You know, just say the same thing. You know, click the button you see below this video or in the post and start your free trial now or download now. We usually try to verbalize it because Facebook will put the button in different places. They're testing different places to put the call to action button. Yep. So on next week's episode, we're going to be going deeper. I know you have probably a lot of questions. What campaign objectives should I use? Should I put a link in the post? All these types of things. How should I create my custom audiences? And lots of different questions. Next week, we're going to go deeper into really setting up your video ad, how to do it the right way, how to choose the proper campaign objective, when it's best to use website conversions, when it's best to use video views, uh, should you put the link in the post, when you should, when you should. Most cases, you, you should if you're in a kind of a direct response niche. There's some cases, though, if you're in a you're going after a really large kind of B2C audience, you might not put the link in there. So make sure you come back next week, next Tuesday. We've got a lot of great stuff for you. And head to the show notes, digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. And we're going to have uh, lots of uh, screenshots and, and links for you to check out some examples. All right. Hell yeah. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Have a great day. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic with Keith Krantz, Molly Pittman, and Ralph Burns. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.